some women actually have pelvic organ prolapse and in the mild cases they don't have any symptoms so you can have a prolapse and not even know you have a prolapse if it's mild what's up beautiful people welcome to another exciting episode of new mom with dr o you already know as always and as usual i'm excited to have you guys right here with me yeah and today we're going to be discussing another interesting topic because we always discuss interesting topics on this show and all the other shows i was going to the comment section of one of the videos and someone asked a question about um pelvic organ prolapse right they wanted me to talk about like how to manage it and just basically an overview of um what is all about i know some people will wonder what is that while others already know what it is so for the benefit of that person i promised i was going to make a video right to talk about it's like easier making a video than typing to explain you know what i mean and it's easier to misinterpret stuff when you're writing but when i talk when you hear me talk and when you can see me then you can't misinterpret any, anything because it's basically clear what i'm saying today we're going to be talking about pelvic organ prolapse i'm going to be talking about what causes it um symptoms if there are any and how to manage it okay so stay tuned so what is pelvic organ prolapse first of all let's start by talking about the organs like the organs that you have in your pelvis so your pelvis is like your lower abdomen right and right there you have the bladder so inside your lower abdomen you have the bladder you have the your womb that's your uterus so your bladder is the one that you know collects urine right for you to pee then you have your womb then you have your rectum so your rectum is like the um lower part of your digestive system your digestive system or digestive tract starts from your mouth it ends at your inner so that's what you know helps you to digest food so basically the rectum is the lower part of your digestive system and that is also part of the pelvic organs that we have and then we also have the um vagina vagina is also one of your pelvic organs right yeah so it's mainly the rectum the bladder and the womb and all the accessories so all these organs in your body right they are supported by a group of muscles and tissues that we call the pelvic floor muscles so it's like their organs and then they have a base where they are sitting on called the pelvic floor muscles right this is what is actually keeping them in position when we say that there is a prolapse it means that the organs have actually dropped from their regular position they've dropped so for example if the pelvic floor muscles that are supporting these organs if they get weak for any reason right then they're not able to support these organs properly and then you know you can imagine some something that's holding something well right a let me say it hides cloth or something that you're just using to hold something and the thing now becomes weak you know it will drop and then the thing whatever heavy object that is on it will start dropping along with the cloth so that's basically what's happening the pelvic floor muscles are getting weak so they can't stay firm to hold the organs and they are weakening and the organs you know the weight of the organs are causing it to go down right one of the major causes is childbirth yeah you know when you are pregnant and you have to give birth to a child vaginally not through cs but through the vagina right so that could sometimes lead to those pelvic floor muscles getting weak because of the trauma of childbirth and all that right especially those that had traumatic childbirth it doesn't happen to every woman that gives birth vaginally so don't be scared and say oh doctor who said if you give birth vaginally you have um, pelvic organ prolapse no i didn't say that so many women have given birth vaginally and they did not have pelvic organ prolapse i'm one of them so trust me there is nothing wrong with giving birth um vaginally right but yeah some women this happens to them when they give birth vaginally childbirth is one of the reasons 
another one is aging so when you of course when you are going old your muscles are getting weaker your body is getting weaker your bones are becoming more brittle and all that so aging can also lead to the weakening of these muscles that will lead to pelvic organ prolapse another factor is being obese so that's why you need to have a healthy weight and maintain a healthy weight because if you are overweight or if you are obese you have the risk of pelvic organ prolapse that's one of the causes so now some of you may be wondering like okay how would i know if i have pelvic organ prolapse like i might be sitting here and i might have that i won't even know right like how would i know if i have it so some women actually have pelvic organ prolapse and in the mouth cases they don't have any symptoms so you can have a prolapse and not even know you have a prolapse if it's mild right because you won't have any symptoms but for some there are actually symptoms and one of the symptoms that most women complain about or most women will say they experience was that they felt a bulge in their vagina so they felt a bulge in their private part so it feels like a bulge and depending on the severity or how bad the prolapse is the bulge can get as far back as the entrance of your vagina so you sometimes just putting your finger there you can even feel it right some might some might need to put their fingers high up some it's even bulging out of the vagina depending on how bad the prolapse is right some other symptoms women might feel include like pelvic pressure so you feel like there's pressure on your pelvic or you feel pelvic pain sometimes it actually causes pain during sexual intercourse right so of course, there are many other things that can cause pain during sexual intercourse. So if you feel pain during sexual intercourse, don't say that you have pelvic organ prolapse. No, there are other things that could cause it, right? But pelvic organ prolapse is one of the things that could cause pain during sexual intercourse. And of course, sometimes you might get leaking, like in urinary incontinence. So incontinence means that you can't control your, your urine and you're just leaking urine. So basically, you're peeing on yourself kind of thing, right? That can also happen depending on how bad it is, right? So... Like I already explained earlier, there are different pelvic organs, right? I mentioned that there's the uterus, there's rectum, there's the bladder, right? And any of these organs can actually prolapse. So any of these organs can actually drop into the vagina or protrude into the vagina. But the most common one that most women experience is um, the bladder, the bladder prolapses. So, and this is medically called cystocele, right? When the bladder prolapses into the vagina wall, it's called the cystocele. If it's the rectum that prolapses, it's called the rectocele. So just in case you hear a doctor talking about, hey, hey tell them doctor what to do so. Anyway, then sometimes your uterus could also prolapse into the vaginal wall and the treatment for all of them or the management for all of them varies depending on the organ that is prolapsed and depending on the severity of the prolapse, right? If something mild that doesn't have symptoms, of course, you don't really have to do anything major, right? But if it's something that is protruding all the way to the entrance of your vagina and even almost coming out, then of course, you know you have to do something about it. So your doctor will help you to decide on which um, treatment is best for you based on your symptoms. So of course, if you have that kind of problem, you need to see a doctor. So your doctor can fully assess you. They'll do a physical examination on you. They'll ask you a few questions and then come up with a treatment plan for you. Basically, what are the options for managing this pelvic organ prolapse? We have a variety of options, right? The simplest one is what we call the Kegel exercises, right? So that's the um, when you're exercising the pelvic floor muscles to strengthen them. Remember the, that the problem in the first place is that the pelvic floor muscles, they are weak, right? And they can't support those organs anymore. So you need to strengthen these muscles, right? So you just basically like the same way when you go to the gym, you're going to the gym to build your muscles. You're going to the gym to strengthen your muscles, right? So it's in the same way, you're also strengthening these pelvic floor muscles so that they can help to support the organs appropriately. So Kegel exercises, you know that when you are peeing, let me just use when you're peeing, for example, when you're peeing, you know, there's like, for example, if you want to control your pee, let's say you don't want too much pee to come out or or 
they are pin and you want to stop the pee. Yeah, those are the pelvic floor muscles they are controlling. So you release it to be able to pee and you squeeze it back to stop pee, that kind of thing. It's the same thing for your anus as well. When you want to pull, you can squeeze it to let it pull out and then you can relax it, right? You can squeeze it and you can relax it. So those are like the KKL exercises you are doing, practicing how to squeeze those muscles, squeeze your rectum, I mean squeeze your anus, squeeze um, the part that helps you to pee, right? That's doing KKL exercises, right? So it's difficult to show you, obviously, but that's the best way I can explain it, right? Learn to squeeze those muscles, the ones that help you to pee and the ones that help you to poo. Just be doing, as I'm sitting down now, I'm even doing it, right? Nobody's even going to know that you're doing those exercises, right? So you can do it as much and, and as often as you want. And you can do it anywhere and anytime. Just keep doing it, you know? You can make the habit that, okay, every 30 minutes I'm going to do it, or every one hour I'm going to do it, or every time I eat lunch, I'm going to be doing Kegel exercises as I'm eating lunch. Trust me, you're not a cycle, but it's something to help you to remember to do. Kegel exercises are good for many other things, for even people that don't have pelvic organ prolapse, right? You can use it for a variety of other things and all that. And it's also good if you learn how to control it for sexual intercourse, but that's a topic for pillow talk. I'm not going to talk about that now, right? Because I know you guys will be interested in that. Look out for pillow talk. But anyways, we're talking about pelvic organ prolapse. So focus. Yeah, so Kegel exercise is one of the ways that we help to manage like mouth symptoms, right? And then another thing we have is something called the vaginal pessaries, right? So you insert this thing into the vagina and it helps to support the vagina, like it helps to support the weight of the organs, right? So to hold the organs up. So for example, also if your symptoms are not too serious, you can also use pessaries to support um, the pelvic floor muscles to hold the organs up, right? So that one is, is inserted through the um, vagina. Most times it can come in form, in form of a ring or a donut shaped, um, usually like it's like silicone material really. So you just insert it inside and of course your doctor has to do this for you. You can't do this by yourself. They normally get the right size for you, right? So your doctor has to fit it and find the right size for you and then insert it for you. So most women say that that helps when they put it in. It, it helps. It's not painful. It's not uncomfortable and all that, right? And they're able to go about their um, lives as usual. However, if your symptoms are really severe, pessaries might not help you. So the last resort would be surgery. And the type of surgery will depend on the type of prolapse, like I said before. So your doctor will help you to decide if you need to go for surgery and what type of surgery, right? You work with your doctor to decide that, obviously. Your doctor will not just say, no, you have to go for surgery because I said so. No. You're the patient, so you have a say in your treatment. You have a say in what happens to you, right? So you discuss and collaborate with your doctor and decide on the best form of treatment for you right but trust me i know i said childbirth is one of the causes but it doesn't happen to everyone who gives bad vaginally so do not be scared to give up vaginally don't go running to your doctor and say no doctor you know what i want to do cs because i don't want to deal with pelvic organ prolapse so many people have had um kids vaginally and nothing happened to them right so you don't have to be scared remember that childbirth is not the only cause i mentioned a variety of other causes that happen to people that didn't even give birth before right so I mean, there's age, there's um, the being overweight or being obese. So think about that too, right? Maintain a healthy weight. If for any reason, this should be one of the reasons why you want to maintain a healthy weight, right? Because you don't want to have to deal with that. So I hope I have been able to answer your question. Remember, being a new mom can be pretty overwhelming, but your kids are totally worth it. See you next week.